let's just still ourselves for a moment. Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts and minds this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you may have heard me talking recently about how uh, since we moved to West Bridgeford, um, what is now over two and a half years ago, um, I've taken up playing hockey again. Uh, Matt Keown is to blame for that. Um, after a gap of uh, over ten years, the first few games were tough. Um, but it's great to be back playing regularly again now, um, even if the ball seems to have a, a magnetic attraction to my left foot. Um, there have been a couple of Sundays recently when, uh, at least in the first service, I've very definitely been hobbling through Holy Communion, probably hiding it rather better by uh, 10.30. But uh, I imagine that uh, rather fewer of you know that uh, not only do I play hockey, but very occasionally... Uh, I also sometimes prowl the fairways of Nottinghamshire golf golf courses uh, with golf clubs in hand. Apparently, um, people tell me I have quite a decent-looking swing. Um, And a few years ago, I also managed to to pick up uh, a very reasonable set of clubs for a complete song. Um, So sometimes I even manage almost to look the part. That's before my round starts in earnest, and then reality hits. This reality is that I have never had a single golf lesson in my life. Uh, I never, ever go down the driving range to practice, and I'm generally doing very well to play two or three times a year. In fact, when I was um, doing my ordination training, I had uh, a, an incident which rather sums up my golfing career. My college uh, had a golf day for any staff and students who, who played and, and wanted to um, go out and have a bit of fun together, a bit of relaxation uh, away from our studies. And anyway, I found myself uh, in a group of three uh, along with the college president. Now, Graham, um, being Graham, hit his tee shot straight down the middle of the first fairway, a very, very respectable distance. I, on the other hand, managed to hook my effort so far to the left that it very comfortably cleared the trees separating our fairway with the 18th fairway coming the other way. And as uh, he took great delight in showing us when pointing out just how unhappy he was about the whole experience, uh, my ball hit a golfer on the 18th fairway, smack between his shoulder blades, leaving a lovely round red circular mark on his skin. Anyway, Graham is now a bishop, so any chance I might have had of a nice progression up the Church of England is also kiboshed as well. Trying to be a Christian without reading your Bible daily, or at least on a very regular basis, is rather like my golf. Very, very occasionally we display the Christian equivalent of that glorious drive down the first fairway, or chipping out of a bunker to within a few inches of the flag. Perhaps we have a fantastic evangelistic conversation with a friend or, uh, or a colleague, 
We demonstrate the love of Christ for others uh, with an act of, uh, of spontaneous uh, and lavish generosity for, for someone in need. But if we don't get into a rhythm of spending time with God's word day in, day out, we, uh, just like me, on a pretty high percentage of my shots in every round of golf I play, end up heading way offline. We head into the spiritual long grass or the bushes, desperately trying to get back into a good place, but more often than not, flailing away and just going deeper and deeper into the undergrowth. This morning, I'm continuing the preaching series that we started at the beginning of February, uh, based on the Parenting for Faith materials that, that Ellen is so enthusiastic about for all of our young people here at St. Giles and all of our families here as well. As Lee has said before, if you don't have children, you may think there's no immediate linkage, perhaps, between you and parenting young ones. But as he's also said, some of you here will have grandchildren. Maybe you'll have godchildren who are are, uh, rather on the younger side as well. Or some of your friends uh, will have children with whom you may be close. And much of what we're sharing in this preaching series is equally applicable to those of you in that position too. And if any of that doesn't apply to you as well, we are all part of our St. Giles Church family, in which we all have a role to play in the spiritual nurturing and discipleship of one another, um, especially Um, but not exclusively the youngest individuals with with whom we are so blessed as a church. What I'd like to share with you this morning from our two readings is a very simple message, but one uh, which we may think is so obvious that perhaps we all too often overlook it when it comes to our daily discipleship as we seek to follow Jesus. And that is the absolute centrality of Scripture to every single aspect of our Christian faith. Yes, we see uh, the glory of God in the majesty of his creation. Yes, we see the presence of God in acts of compassion, of love, of grace, of generosity between individuals. Yes, we come before God, as we have done uh, this morning, in worship and in prayer. But without the word of God expressed in Scripture, I suggest that we can only ever barely know him. As Paul writes in chapter 3 of his second letter to Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed. Although every book of the Bible was set down by human hands, the individuals who wrote this record of the actions of God and of his people um, did so through the divine prompting of the Holy Spirit. God's hand guided their hand, if you like. Paul also famously goes on in that chapter to say that all scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, 
training and correcting in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be equipped for every good work. I have to say, I've always thought um, that that uh, that risks being a a slightly negative way, if you like, a bit, but a a slightly negative way of looking at what God's word gives us. So I particularly chose this morning's first reading um, as a bit of a counterbalance to that about um, what scripture brings to God's people. What a glorious start to the Psalms that reading is. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That is, in scripture, in God's word. And who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. It's a declaration of how the word of God is the very source of existence. It's like the water without which nothing on this earth can survive. And which grows in those who choose to locate themselves by its life-giving flow. Delighting in it. Reading and rereading it. Bearing great fruit for the Lord and never spiritually drying out for want of the good and plentiful nourishment that comes from it. There are strong echoes uh, in this psalm of the words of Christ to the Pharisees in John chapter 7. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. Christ declares that it's from him himself that the very source of life comes. And Jesus, at the end of Luke's gospel in our second reading, demonstrates to his disciples who've just realized that that it's him, the crucified and now resurrected Christ before them. He demonstrates that it's only through the reading and the understanding of God's word that they and we now can make sense of everything that has just happened in his death and his return to life fulfilling all that scripture declared about him through the prophets and the Psalms. It's scripture that frames the life of Jesus, making sense of everything as part of the great sweep of salvation history, of God's plan for humanity. It's in scripture that we see God's revelation of himself through his actions and those of his people and above all, in the person of Jesus Christ. For those of you who may follow the Bible in One Year reading plan that Lee mentioned to us uh, last month as one of his uh, top prayer and devotional apps, you may have seen this last Friday that Nicky Gumbel, um, who's the founder of the Alpha Course and who writes the reflections for the Bible in One Year, He said this about when and how he reads the Bible. Every day when he prays, before he is bold enough to speak with Jesus in prayer, 
he lets Jesus speak to him through the words of Scripture. The word of God is the starting point for every part of the Christian life. And it's Scripture that gives us the frame for our lives in order that we can make sense of the world around us too. Seeing it through God's eyes and learning to respond to life in the same way as Jesus himself would, as the Holy Spirit works in each one of us. And we too frame everything for our children, for our young people. They rely on each one of us to explain to them how life works, how things work. Why this? Why not that? We've got that stage to look forward to very shortly with Esther, I've no doubt. She's probably asking it to us at the moment. It's just that we don't understand what she's saying yet. We're going to look now at another very short film from the Parenting for Faith series um, that looks at this framing of life for our children and which I hope will give you some helpful thoughts and ideas. Barry, could you put the film up, please? We help our kids understand the world by putting a frame around things we want them to notice and understand. We can frame things by drawing our child's attention to what's going on around them, whether we're at home, church, or out and about. They might have questions, or you might want to take the lead and point things out to them. What you frame and how you do it will depend on their age, personality, and interests, as well as where you are. Just as we might explain to a toddler why we're going to the shops today, we can explain to them all sorts of things about God and what he's doing around us. You could frame how God loves and cares for all the different people you see and share he promises to be close to people who are lonely. You could point out how amazing cars are and that there haven't always been here, but God gave somebody the idea and the skills and now we have cars. You could notice the trees and wonder together whether God made all the trees big like that to start with, or whether they all began very small. From toddlers to teens, no matter how old your child is, they need you to frame life with God for them. In the midst of our normal conversation and asking and answering questions, we can help our children know what is going on and how it fits into the bigger part of life with God. Thanks, Barry. So as Christians, um, key to our framing of life for our children is bringing God into that frame, of making clear to them that God is part and parcel of every aspect of uh, every uh, of our everyday lives and not in some way sort of strangely disconnected from it. It's, it's not uh, the rest of our lives... Um, Monday to Saturday, and then God's somehow just here on Sunday. God is in every aspect of every day of our lives. He's there at the school gate when we drop our children off. He's there all day when they are at school, right until we pick them up again. Maybe, um, perhaps, if if we uh, would normally say uh, to our children, um, have a good day when we drop them off at school in that way, Um, we could think of building God into that. Um, Maybe ask, uh, or maybe say to them, um, why don't you have a good day with God today? 
And then when they pick, we pick them up, um, in the same way, uh, we could ask with them, um, not just how was it in school for you today, um, but how was it in school uh, for you and God today? Just build that in uh, to the normal conversations that we have with them. Maybe it's easy uh, for me to stand up here and say this to all of you because Claire and I haven't really had much direct experience of this with little Esther yet. Um, But I hope it does make sense to you. It it, it makes sense to me, I have to say. Um, And I think uh, these films and the material around them are really great at communicating, making God part of our everyday lives with our families, um, with our children. It's about making God natural uh, in the everyday. Maybe talk to your children or your grandchildren or your godchildren or or people um, or or children around church about what God means to you or what the Bible means to you and ask them what God means to them, what the Bible means to them. Tell them that it's where um, we find uh, the answers and the guidance to deal with the stuff that we come across every single day of our lives. And that it's where our hearts get filled up again to deal with all the things that life puts in our path. Maybe you could see uh, how you might be able to make the stories in the Bible come alive for them. If we think about David and Goliath, for instance, as as an example, very often it's reduced a bit to to just the battle scene, uh, with God intervening at the vital moment as as the slingshot smashes into Goliath's forehead. But that's not really what the story is all about. It's not really the story of David and Goliath. It's the story of David and God about how God was with David all the time that he was protecting his father's flocks from the wild animals. How God was with David as he fought them off. How God was with David as he sang praises to him uh, on his harp. And of how David brought the presence of his friend God, because that's what that relationship was. It was a friendship between David and God, of how David brought his friend God into the Israelite camp to combat the fear that they felt when confronted by Goliath. And only then was God in that moment as the slingshot hit Goliath's forehead. There's that whole sweep, that whole story, that whole relationship, that whole every day, if you like, of God going on for David before that critical moment. The story is really about that relationship between God and David. So it shows what it can be like um, for our children, for us too. Um, But if we're thinking particularly of our children, we can show um, what it's like to have this sort of relationship with God. What God and people are like when they work together in life. That's just a quick example um, of how we may be able to, be, uh, to think a bit differently with our children about this framing for life that starts uh, for us and for them with God's word, connecting what they see in scripture with everyday life. And um, before today, I asked um, all of you, um, those of you on Facebook at least, um, 
you and the St. Giles community for some recommendations for uh, Bible resources and other resources that you have found particularly helpful with uh, your children and how you use these in your family uh, day to day. Uh, And you have come up with some fantastic uh, suggestions of of resources that help to bring scripture alive for all our children. Um, from the very tiniest ones to our teenagers. And they do precisely uh, this job of stopping um, the God bit of our lives um, just being kept in some sort of box over there rather than being part of the the reality of everyday life. Um, I've got a a few slides that I'm going to show with with some of these recommendations. Um, Just as a a starter, a a taster for you with one or two quick explanations. Um, Several of you have been fantastic and brought um, your Bibles that you use at home and that you found particularly useful uh, over onto the table in the North Isle over there. Some of you may have been looking at them before the service started, but I really encourage you to go and have a look at them afterwards. There are, for, for the ones I'm going to put on the screen, I think almost all of them have a copy over there. Um, so go and have a look and, uh, and think about whether that might be uh, appropriate for, for your kids as, as they're growing or your godchildren or your grandchildren or yeah, as a present for someone, uh, a little one who is dear to you. Uh, Andrew and Claire also uh, very kindly have said that they will try and get hold of some of these copies uh, for the church weekend away uh, so that, uh, that you can purchase them uh, from, uh, from them when we, uh, when we go on our, on our church time together at the end of March. Please be reassured when I'm showing all these um, that this isn't some sort of Bible reading or verse remembering competition um, and it's absolutely not some sort of blame game. Lee, Lee reinforced this um, the other week. Um, don't be worried uh, uh, about this. Don't feel as inadequate that we don't read the Bible in the way that other families seem to. Um, it's all about growing together and praying together, encouraging each other, uh, and moving together as a community, just taking uh, steps with God, learning from one another, and sharing about what works well for us. Here goes. I will try and get the technology better this time than the last time I used this clicker. You got about 20 slides in one go, I think, didn't you? I'll hopefully have learned from my mistakes. So here we are. Recommended Bibles. And I've also got one or two other books um, uh, that I've included as well that are complimentary and and people have said they are great uh, with their kids. We're starting with the really, really tinies, and, and then, we're, then we're working up. Um, some people have said uh, that Baby's Hug, a Bible, is fantastic. Um, it's obviously pitched very young. Um, here's a, 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 a sort of an, an, an illustration of, of, a, of one of the, the, the illustrated pages of creation inside and the sort of um, text that you've got. God makes everything. Little one, who made the sea? Who made the birds? Who made the bees? who made the sun all big and bright and twinkly stars to shine at night. God made them all. Oh yes, it's true. Yes, little one, and God made you. So it's it's pitched in a a lovely, um, colourful way for for real tinies. And several people have said that this works really well for them when they're reading to um, their very youngest ones. Uh, We have found this one fantastic as well with Esther. It's a Lift the Flap Bible. 
a really good name to look out for with kids' Bibles is um, the author of this lady by the name of Sally Lloyd-Jones. She actually um, did the, the text for the, for the previous one as well. She seems to occur time and time again um, with, uh, with some of these beautifully illustrated books, and the text is fantastic and really accessible. Um, Esther loves having this read to her and loves leaf- lifting all of the flaps through it, and there are flaps and flaps and flaps in it. It's brilliant. It's really, really interactive. It's great fun, and the pictures are beautiful too. Um, next one, one that we uh, give out very often when we have christenings, is the Beginner's Bible. It's a bit of a step up, um, probably uh, the sort of thing that you could, you could start reading with, for those of you who understand these educational things, like my wife, Key Stage 1 kids, um, maybe even start possibly, possibly early with, with some of them. Um, lots of fun illustrations. It's a bit sort of cartoony in style, but it's, it's a, um, it has over 100 stories, and it's a pretty comprehensive kids' Bible. Um, good fun. This is one that we love as well. Obviously, Claire is reading this to Esther as opposed to um, engaging, uh, Esther engaging in it. It's Sally Lloyd-Jones again. It's quite quirky in its illustration style, um, but it really brings the whole of um, the Bible stories back to Jesus. Um, it's a bit different from the Beginner's Bible in that respect. The Beginner's Bible it is a great narrative, but this really focuses on where Jesus is in every single story. Um, and we love it um, because of that. That, again, is probably Key Stage 1, maybe a bit Key Stage 2 um, This one has been particularly recommended by Ellen. Apparently, Caleb loves it. It is very interactive. It's the play-along Bible. Um, it uh, encourages um, children to, to get up and be active, probably um, good for um, maybe, maybe boys and the, and the, and the more um, boisterous of, of, of the girls around, I don't know. Um, but Caleb, Caleb apparently loves zooming around and, and engaging with the Bible stories in there. The way in which they're told encourages children to, to get up and act this and do that. Um, so that's a, another really good one uh, that's, a, that's a good complement to the others, perhaps. Going uh, a bit more advanced... Um, this one is quite fun. Esther was given it uh, by some friends uh, when she was christened. It's the Planet 316 Story Bible, and it has an app with it. So you go and download the app from the App Store. It's free. Uh, and then you hold your phone or your tablet in front of the page of the Bible, and it animates elements of the image that you see on the page in front of you. Um, so for the plagues of Egypt, it has animated locusts coming around and stuff like that. It's really quite dramatic. Um, I think you know, for, for Esther, we're probably going to have to be quite selective about which stories we're going to show her because we might spook her at some, some, of, the, uh, some of the scarier bits. But it, it, it's, it's bringing a bit more interactivity into, um, into your Bible. Um, it's, it's good fun, again, probably for, um, for older primary kids, I would have thought, the ones who maybe are starting to get a bit techy with stuff. This um, one has had lots of recommendations, and it looks great. I've never, I, haven't, I haven't seen a, a, a physical copy of it, but I've seen some of, it, um, some of its material on, um, on the web. Um, and it's the Barnabas Family Bible. It has, I think it's uh, 100 or so stories within, Bible stories within it. And each one of them 
um, has a commentary, it has, the, it has the scripture, it has a commentary, then it has a bit of a visual aid, then it has an activity idea, then it has a prayer activity as well, um, some questions, five key questions about each passage, um, and then a key verse from that passage as well. And it also links the Old Testament and the New Testament. So um, it really sort of puts, um, uh, puts each Bible story into its bigger context uh, and opens it up. Uh, families with uh, a number of children have said that this is particularly good for doing a sort of family Bible study um, with two or three kids, and they can all engage in discussion with mum and dad. Um, and, uh, and the questions are, are re- they're really quite pithy. You know, we, we, we adults would probably be sitting there scratching our heads at, at, at some of them. They really make you think. They really make you engage with the text. I really recommend this. Several people have said it is, has just been fantastic for them. Um, and in a, in a regular Bible time, um, rather like you know, sort of harking back to, to, to golfing and practice, if, if you like, um, one of the most important things with our kids is to, as, as it is for ourselves, is to, is to make um, sharing the Bible with them, reading the Bible to them and with them, uh, having them read to us, make that part of your everyday rhythm or your weekly rhythm. Um, do that. Um, yeah, um, probably best after, after school, something like that. Mornings are a bit rushed, aren't they? But pray in the morning. Pray in the evening when you go to bed. And have a, have a Bible time with your kids if you can fit it in in the evening or if life is too busy. You know, maybe do it uh, at weekends when life is quite, uh, maybe, maybe a bit calmer. Um, but have that rhythm uh, with them to, to, to work through the Bible in that way. Um, the Youth Bible, um, it's the same one that we use, use here. Um, it's a full Bible. It's a very modern translation, great for teens. Um, and as I say, it's used by our youth as well. Um, but that's just a, 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 straight, a straight text. Um, there are one or two others that uh, are very much picked at, pitched at the youth market, um, which are cartoony. Um, and this is one that um, is particularly good, I think. Um, it's a manga Bible. For those of you who don't know, manga is a, st- is a Japanese cartoon style. And this has really quite edgy illustrations. It's very much in, the, in that graphic style of a manga comic. So um, this is a, it, the best illustration I could see, of, 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 I could find of it at all, unfortunately. It doesn't show it terribly well. But it has cartoons that, that very much are the sort of language that teenagers are, are, are connecting with. Uh, to complement the, the text as well. You've got the full text, but then you've got these illustrations with, with paraphrases of, um, of, the, of, of the scripture uh, to accompany it. And, and that, uh, that seems to bring it alive a bit for teenagers. We've got most of those um, over on the table uh, over there. And then we've got one or two other complementary um, books, uh, which people have really recommended as well. These are a couple. We've got one of them. Um, Emma and Andy Wright have particularly recommended the other one. Um, they're re- again, they're really for tinies. Um, they're about creation, and they're about you. You, know, you, as, a, you as, a, as, as a small child. And, the, and they are just great fun. The illustrations are lovely. They're really engaging with small children. Um, and then a couple more. Uh, these are for older children, older, older primary again. Um, they're both by J. John, um, the, the, the well-known evangelist and author. Um, and they are um, very beautiful and very engaging uh, stories of Easter and Christmas. People have found these very useful as well. 
uh, and also good, good presents to give perhaps to, um, to non-Christian friends because you, know, they, um, you, know, you could slip one in with an Easter egg or, or a Christmas present or whatever and, and it's, a, it's a lovely way of, of, of uh, engaging with them in a, in, in a very gentle manner. And the last two, um, these are part of a series, um, the diary of a dot, 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 diary of a disciple. Um, again, for, for older, uh, older primary kids, these uh, have been recommended by several people. They found them really, really good. Um, they're sort of more activity-ish, more cartoonish. Uh, I think they have some coloring involved, stuff like that. Um, but they're, they're very lively too. So I think, I hope there are some of those on the side as well. I hope... Um, that is helpful. I'll put all the details of all of these um, in next week's bulletin um, so you can uh, dig around uh, and, and find those there. There are also some others. I haven't been able to, uh, to go through all of them. We've gone through quite a lot here, um, but there are others that people have recommended uh, as well, uh, copies of which are on the side. So do go and have a, have a good old rummage um, round there and see what appeals to you. Uh, and as I say, we'll, we'll make sure we get a good selection of them at the weekend away. Um, if there are others that uh, you particularly like to, to, to share um, your thoughts on with, with everyone else, do, do come and have a word with me and I'll include those in the bulletin as well. So I hope that's given you a bit of uh, an overview of uh, ideas for um, your children and children whom you know. Um, but do please um, support and share um, with each other, uh, not only um, how and when you read your Bible with your children and interact with them about its stories, but also in the way uh, in which you bring Scripture and the, and the God that, um, that Scripture reflects into everyday life, and the way in which you frame it with God in the language of the film. Share your good ideas. Um, let others know um, of the things you've tried and you've, uh, and you've tested um, and that haven't worked out so well and the things um, that have done. And like uh, Barnabas, be an encourager of one another in that. Use Facebook, use, the, uh, use Twitter. They're great ways of, of sharing uh, what has worked particularly well for you uh, amongst our community and amongst your wider friends as well. We're going to move into a time of uh, extended worship now, during during which uh, we'll also have the opportunity to receive prayer in the Lady Chapel from the prayer ministry team. If you would like, for instance, to uh, pray with someone for God's wisdom and guidance about how you're sharing and living out his word with your family, do please come and receive prayer from the prayer ministry team over there. And if you'd like to receive prayer about anything else too, do come forward uh, and receive that as well.